welcome to Everything and Nothing. With your hosts, Chris Cox, and Charlie Hickmott. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast one Benjamin Welcome. I'm sorry, I was expecting Benjamin Tear. Yosemite <laughs> Sam, can you please go get Benjamin Tear? Now, he's gone. <laughs> well, I said, I said, well, I said. Oh, that's that's, that's fog going like <laughs> Which, and like, I only really know Foghorn Leghorn's voice from the Hyper Chicken from Futurama. Okay, yeah. But God! <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you was corn. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy you're back, Ben. This is, this <laughs> is already so good. good. This is great. I don't have to explain points on this episode, because oh you already goodness. know what they are. I mean, that's what we're just going to do. We're just going to start back from the beginning. Just have everybody come back so they don't have to explain <laughs> points for the next year. <laughs> well, that's f- fair, because last week we had with no guests, and so technically we had Chris, who was the first guest. The first guest. We're, <laughs> so, we're doing it. We're doing it. I, I, think we could, I think we could do this. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Hello, everyone. Hoi. Hoi, 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 hoi. Everybody, this episode of Everything and Nothing. Chris and I talked to Portland comedian turned independent journalist Benjamin Tear about the ongoing protests in Portland, as well as the presence of federal troops taking people into unmarked vans. Very topical, very on the nose episode this week. So here's Benjamin Tear, Chris Cox, and me, Charlie Hickmont. Enjoy. Yeah, um, I needed to get rid of the beard so that I could fit my gas mask better. I definitely and, read that tweet. <laughs> and then I didn't have time to do the rest. And uh, now it's just, it's it's like this now. Now this is what it is. <laughs> this is okay. This is how it is. I've wanted I've wanted to have uh, an offensive mustache for the longest time. <laughs> I just haven't really had a good reason or excuse. Yeah. And um, I also really like frightening people. 
um, <laughs> with my appearance when they're used to seeing me a certain way and then they suddenly see me a totally different way. I like that jarring moment of, and then they don't know like, and then they have to like, they have to process like, is it rude what I just did? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, nah, that was not my response at all. I, I leaned into it. I'm oh, like, yeah. well, yes, it's rude. Well, yeah, I know. I Yeah, I know that like, you're an asshole, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, know what to, I know what to expect from certain people. No, I mean, you remember last year when I got rid of my beard, and that was the first time anyone yeah, saw me baby face Benjamin was... And people were fucking shocked. Yeah, well, you know, you hit people with that Benjamin Button disease-looking thing right in the <laughs> face. They're not, they're not prepped for that. They thought that yeah. was fake. So, <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, last year softened the blow, and so now people are less surprised. But yeah. uh, got to change it up a bit. Get the mustache. What did I say? I look like my favorite search term is barely legal for both <laughs> porn and pets. <laughs> Oh, I missed you. Oh. <laughs> Mutual. Oh man, have you Lived been doing any from... of the Zoom mics? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I've not been doing any Zoom mics. Um, I did months ago. Um, and then a couple of things happened. Uh, one, they stopped being fun. Um, because... were they ever? Did they start being fun? Honestly, they, they were fun when it was just people we knew. But then when random people from all around the world started showing up, which oh. was a... You would think that that would be an appealing thing. Yes. Yeah. You would hope um, so. I was really excited when it was like, oh, we're going to have people from this country and that country. I was like, cool. It's uh, Maybe we'll have some like uh, professionalism and some maturity. And no, that's not what no, happened. that's not our people. <laughs> it's, it's ben, people. what... what? Like, how high of a dosage of NyQuil were you chugging that you thought comedians were going to be respectful and kind and professional people? It was the other country part. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot that one of those other countries happened to be Texas. And oh. uh, that's when things kind of went off the rails. The Republic of Texas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, but I... It, they, like the hangout aspect was was the fun part for me. Yeah. Telling telling jokes not fun. Um, I did enjoy roasting people, but yeah, no, just doing three minutes of stand up, just sitting here like this, is bullshit. And it, I mean, if there there are people who can do it and they can do it well, and it's fun for them, more power to them. But um, this is not the medium for me to try to replicate stand up. And yeah. All of the attempts made to make it seem normal and make it seem as close to the real thing as possible were just so sad to me. <laughs> yeah, it's usually easier on everybody if you can just accept what is and move yeah. forward in a way that makes sense with what you have. Yeah, exactly. I got I got real lucky that we were doing the podcast before everything went wrong or more wrong. And so <laughs> this just got to evolve into into what we have right now. And yeah. uh, I don't know, I've I've certainly been enjoying what we get.
I finally got to listen to the way Charlie's been editing oh. <laughs> the newer episode. What do you what do you think if you now that you finally listened to them? <laughs> that I can start this wherever and whenever I want now oh, and that absolutely. I'm never worried about time ever again is yeah. Yeah. We've what I've learned is I'm gonna be lazier somehow <laughs> than I've already been. Then that's, that's maybe something we didn't need me to know. Well, that's that's fine because <laughs> When I'm editing them, I'm so lazy about it. Anyway, I'm just like, whatever. It's all funny. Just throw some music over it, maybe. <laughs> whatever. Spotify. So happy that our what is that? Our, our business statement or whatever is just look, which is whatever the laziest way I can get away with making this shit happen. It's what it's what we're gonna do, like, and it seems to be the better way to go. You, I don't know. Like I don't know if you noticed, but like I don't even. Like do a voiceover for like welcome to the show. I have a robot to do that for me, so I just like it just says in like a very robotic voice, "Welcome to the show." I thought I was the one doing the welcome to the show. Well, thing. you do that too, but I mean, like at the beginning before we get to the intro part, I just oh, okay. I just have a robot. That says, Chris, you're being replaced by a robot. <laughs> Look. <laughs> It was only a matter of time, but I thought I'd get at least three years before they came, you know? I just wanted to sound like there's like an actual producer in the studio somewhere, the, you know, quote unquote studio somewhere that's and, doing and this. And that it's a Borg? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's robot voice Janus 3, <laughs> of course. Well, I just imagine. love the idea of like with everything going wrong right now, like on top of that, like robots are taking over our jobs. <laughs> it's like, I mean, right. they, were, they were doing that already. Right, you but know, like just, just like I was doing a podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like uh, like the ever uh, the the government's like get back to work, and then the robots are like mm, we'll see about that. <laughs> we got this. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't stress yourselves. You got a lot going on. <laughs> take a seat. We'll take it from here. Yeah. <laughs> We wound up with like nine people watching this thing when AC was on here, and I don't know why or how. But <laughs> alrighty then. No, not that. Like, <laughs> it's just that that hasn't happened on any other episode, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everyone you, hates AC. <laughs> we still love you, AC. Please don't stop playing Monster Hunter with me. I need you as my fourth person still. <laughs> and that's all you're good for. That is not what I said. <laughs> I also didn't argue, but that's not what I said. No. Speak. <laughs> I mean, do you do you have a PS4? No. Okay. Did I already offer to buy Monster Hunter for you? You might have, you might have brought it up. I think, but I think you asked me that question for a different game that you needed someone for. Maybe like a while ago. Nah. It's our what, games. Monster Hunter. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh boy. Did you, did you hear that? Oh. <laughs> Not this again. Because well, the last game we played with Benjamin was Alaska Man, Arizona Man, Florida Man. I, was, I got excited for a second. I did not prep that. Did you prep that, Charlie? I did not prep that. Well, <laughs> sorry. Here we are. Think about it. 
I'm on vacation. We honestly, we've not done games on the show in a moment. But we played Jackbox last week. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was also much less of a podcast. I don't even know what I'm going to write for that one. <laughs> Me and Charlie got bored, guys. I don't know. Give it a listen. <laughs> That's like all the blurb's going to say. <laughs> 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 took, like, ah. took a nice week off from like guests and yeah, it, was, it was a great time yeah it's tr- oh, truly the summer of fuck it <laughs> again well, I, I'm, we're still know. doing I, the podcast <laughs> right I, I haven't started drinking four loco again yet so <laughs> I still have some restraint left I mean, is that going to happen later? We don't know. You never know. Um, Check back in late August. If my if my therapist has anything to say about it, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, Always such buzzkills, those therapists. <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about that lady. That's not true. She's great. I have very mixed feelings about therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine doesn't really care too much about my drinking because he's he's too busy trying to stop me from doing all the other shit that I'm doing first. So <laughs> it's one step at a time. <laughs> and fuck AC O'Neill. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god so i was playing with uh ash and ac because ash joiner uh yeah. plays monster hunter with me and uh she listened to that episode and like as soon as he come because he just joins our party every time and as mm-hmm. soon as we saw ace acetron 5000 has joined the party ash was mid-sentence and i don't remember what it was about because it didn't matter anymore he just <laughs> fuck you immediately and i was like you what and then ace is like no 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 man i think that's it me i was like oh no yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> You piece of shit. You talk so much when I'm not there to shut you up. (laughs) (laughs) I also learned that I might be becoming agoraphobic. And that was a fun thing to to come to terms with. I mean... If you're going to become agoraphobic, this is the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think all of the the stuff is what's leading to it. And because so I made myself stay out in public for a while and was very uncomfortable with it the entire time. I was like, nope, okay, I got to I got to leave the house more often now, though. Otherwise, I'll stop being able to. And that's going to be. Right. So, so it's, it's anxiety of being in public, right? That's specifically what it is. Or is it just going outside in general? I think it's just being around other people. Cause I have that thing in my head now that's just like, nope, people stay the fuck away from me. Don't, <laughs> don't touch me. Don't be near me. Don't look at me. Fucking go away. So, okay. Yeah. So this is enabled by like some reasonable, um, fear of being around people that the medical community has made us aware of. 
and uh, it's exacerbated. And then my brain yeah, ran he, with it. Right, exactly. <laughs> is what happened, yeah. <laughs> someone, like, okay. someone working in your brain just pulled a lever, like, this is all we needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I got I got to be faced with that, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pump the brakes on that real quick. Otherwise, <laughs> land's gonna be real bad in three years." So, yeah, I I don't know. I um, I was really the beginning of quarantine. I was like, "This is fun," and then about. Like a month in, I was like, I, I'm going insane. And then I started to adjust to it really well and started to enjoy not having to go anywhere or do anything. And then, and then four wacky weeks later. <laughs> Benjamin Tear Chronicles began. I started going out again. And the first, the first night that I went out, I was just like, I did not know how to act. Uh, being around so many people and just being outside and like it mattering and I had being around friends I hadn't seen in months. I I talked to Nathan Hart like face to face yesterday and I was like oh man like actually talking to people I know in like in person is a like it has a whole different feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like the only practice I got was like cashiers at the store. Like that was really it leading up to being surrounded by thousands of people and just having no idea how to act. I was like, ah, oh, they can go behind me? What? <laughs> I'd be like, mm, no, I don't like that at all, actually. I know that's not, not comfortable with that idea in the least. <laughs> like always walk with your back to the wall. Just like, get away. I mean, that's not even terribly different from how I normally was behaving before all this happened, though. Like, I think, I feel like Ben can probably vouch for this. Even when I'd be like at bar 33, I'd always hug the walls, go yeah. to wherever I'm supposed to go. That's just I, how I've always functioned. See, I, I assumed at the time, I assumed it had more to do with the lack of light. Um, but now you're bringing this wall issue in, and uh, that also makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I pick my spot in a restaurant, I want the back corner. That's, yeah. I'm very much uh, raised to be paranoid. Kind of the same way. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like having her back. Like she can't sit in. The, it's hard to sit in the middle of the restaurant with people behind her. It's like, yeah, I, like, I, I, I can. I get it. I just I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I like being Defense. able to see all of the entrances and exits at the same time. That's a big one for me. Is that is that new or is that old? That's old. Okay. That was a uh, wild wild Bill Hickok. He always sat with his door, his uh, like facing the door uh, when he's playing poker. And then the one time he didn't, someone came in and shot him. Yeah, that's see. There you I go. can't. I'll be honest. You should probably not have given that information to wow. already paranoid people. <laughs> well, we okay, all we don't live in it. cowboy times, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, you tell me we're not like. <laughs> 
three weeks away. You know, <laughs> I mean, look at me, look at me. He's <laughs> getting like a big old Stetson. Just... Oh my God! Points for Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Why can't I remember? Like I watched so much. Because now we can kid. only think of Foghorn Leghorn and pizza shit. <laughs> Wait, was Yosemite Sam even like, co- like, was he even, could you even understand what he said? Yes. Yeah. So like, hur, 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 hur. like it, it was like that, that it, it was a little milder than that. I think there was actually like words in there. Right. Cause <laughs> he'll growl, like growl words at people. <laughs> you no good down dirty varmint kind of yeah. thing. Like uh, in that Varmint. Varmint. Yeah. Got it. I, I can remember the scene with him and Elmer Fudd in uh, Space Jam. Where they make a quick Pulp Fiction reference like you do. Fun game for anybody listening at home. Go back through the podcast and let us know how many times we've referenced Space Jam on our show. Because oh, I think it's a lot, actually. <laughs> it, that that sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it's such a good movie. <laughs> I like. Uh, they keep saying they're going to make the remake with LeBron. Like, is that how how good is that going to be? Like, Why I know Michael you... Jordan's not like an amazing actor, but. You can't even, sold it. you can't remake or well okay I guess it would have to be a remake you would have to use the current incarnation of the Looney Tunes for the new movie right. I just don't know how well that's going to work because they don't follow the same formula as the old series did right it got more episodic real quick for some reason kids like a story or something I do think it's hilarious that even in a very fictional world in which Bugs fucking Bunny gets to be a person and Donald... I think you mean Daffy Duck? Duck gets to be a person. They're both (laughs) so fucking broke they have to live together. Like, even (laughs) they... Yeah, that's kind of the difference because in the in the episodes in like the 40s and and, uh, later on, not like the early 30s ones, but uh, like you see Bugs living in... Palm Springs in California, or Bugs lives wherever the fuck he wants. He well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's like a, he kind of showed us this big Hollywood star later yeah. on. Like he had a, they did their own movie about it. Like yeah, and like where's the explanation here for what the fuck happened to Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck that all of a sudden they are broke as shit, living like renting an apartment together. Like why are Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck a sitcom now? <laughs> These are the real fucking questions. Okay, I mean it's. They, they have Bad a great dynamics. Yeah, but I I don't know. I feel like there's got to be drugs at did least they, also involved. I did want... they fall for a Ponzi scheme? Uh, okay, but Bugs Bunny would have been the one leading the Ponzi scheme. That is absolutely within the bounds of his character. Did he get outgrifted? <laughs> Why who though? I mean, that's okay. So that, that's that's the show right there. Yeah. The film. No, this is what I mean. I want I want to know what yeah. the fuck happened. I want to see this. This is gonna be great. I feel I like also, the answer is possibly more upsetting. Is that you no? Know, <laughs> like people stopped watching their content as much, so they weren't making enough money, so they <laughs> actually had to move it. <laughs> yeah. We just had like, well, all right. It was a good run. I guess we got to move in together. <laughs> <laughs> they have to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. All right, I want to point out that it's five o'clock now, Chris. It's usually well, when we do the thing. you know, as the dude sitting on a fucking beach, I assume for you it's five o'clock somewhere all the time. <laughs> Hell yeah.
Oh my god. Okay. Uh, if you're tuning in, and I suppose even if you're not, welcome <laughs> to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing. We've got your hosts here, me, Chris, and this is Charlie. I'm Charlie. And we've got our first return guest, Benjamin Tear. Follow him literally everywhere, I think. Please do. Especially well, Twitter, so near as I can tell. Don't follow me in person, but yeah, Twitter. <laughs> yes. Don't walk behind him. We've established That's that. What, yeah. <laughs> 2D only. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, bitter Tear at. Yeah, at Bitter Tear on Twitter. Yeah. And then T I E R. Right. Which I assume okay. is popping up on screen, but I, I, I don't know. You would think so. Uh, if yeah. we were good people, that would be <laughs> happening. No, I mean, I, I thought the, the Zoom thing does it automatically. Does it? Oh, well, it just says your name for us. Yeah. That is my name. Benjamin Tier. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, so that's where Facebook. you would see the T I E R. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I, I was hanging saying. out with Nathan, and I told him you were going to be on the show again. He was like, oh, man, ever since, like, the the protests have started, he's been in fucking top tier. And I was like, I hate you. You can leave now. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> well, uh, my so my handle, or my, my, yeah, my Twitter handle is at Bitter Tier, but my name on Twitter right now is Benjamin Teardass. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> He just, he just had to swallow that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've had to swallow nearly as much tear gas as you have right now. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Ah, throwing it back. Okay. No, you guys had to go get uh, dads with leaf blowers, so near as I can tell, to, to send it back. That's been and- one of the latest developments, and it's one of those things where it's just like, it's so fucking funny, but it's also so effective and smart and useful. If it's the answer, it's the answer. What are you going to do? It was such a good tactic that last night, the feds had their own leaf blowers. <laughs> it's like, oh, they didn't we even get like a giant industrial fan or anything. They just brought no, their own leaf blowers. They got leaf blowers, too. Like... Like, they saw and adapted to that. And so I shit you not, at one point, there was a tear gas canister that had, like, been wedged in, like, the, like in between the fence and the ground. And so it wasn't going either direction. And there was a straight-up leaf blower battle <laughs> between dads and federal officers from the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> and and I'm I'm just I'm yelling into my phone because I'm I'm recording it. Um, and I'm just like, there is a fucking leaf blower battle happening right now. <laughs> oh my God. All this is while, how the world ends. All while ducking ends. other canisters of tear gas and other munitions and all sorts of fun things. <laughs> Man, uh, see, I'm not, I saw the people like at the Hong Kong protest with the they've got tennis rackets and like yeah. they'll bat it back. So the problem with that is um, hand-eye coordination <laughs> <It> needs <laughs> to be real precise because <clears throat> also this I think the tear gas canisters the feds are using are pretty heavy when there's when they're still filled. Right. 
Yeah. And um, if you're taking a cheap tennis racket, it's just not going to be super effective. So what you're but, saying is like you really need to be a tennis player with like a pro racket out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how many of those we have who'd be willing to uh, donate their skills. Yeah, let's give John um, McEnroe a call, I guess. But what we're also I mean, seeing... Look, we don't know until we ask. Yeah, it can't, can't hurt to try. Um, we're also seeing people with hockey sticks and... Um, they're doing the traffic cone thing where you put the traffic cone on mm-hmm. over it, built with water. Dump the water. Um, people are doing the, the bucket thing. And then, I mean, my favorite method, just from a visceral perspective, um, is watching people grab it and throw it back. I, I actually saw a woman catch one with one hand and toss it right back over. And I was wow. just like... I can go home now. That's all I needed to see. <laughs> it's just an incredible feat of humanity. I mean, just the escalation sense, because I I've, I've went out once uh, in June, and, um, you know, it was pretty peaceful. And we were down there by the Justice Center next to the fence and kind of crowding up towards the fence. And we were, like, walking around for a while, and uh, we saw this guy... Like, I don't know where he came from, but he like, touched the fence once. They started yelling and saying, please do not touch the fence. And then he like zoomed off. He just booked mm-hmm. it out of the whole area and everybody else is watching him. And that's kind of when everything started to go down, like right at the time that we were just like moving out of there. And um, like that night, the worst that happened was like, well, I mean, none of it's good, but just, you know, one guy, one person threw a firework at the the cops, mm-hmm. and uh, they said, "Oh, the you know the this uh, officer had a concussion, so like we had to stop everybody because he was hurt." It's like, okay, but you're throwing all this stuff, stuff at us. Yeah, and uh, I mean that's a just a tried and true tactic of theirs. Um, they Treat us ins- like people, you pieces of shit. <laughs> they, they, they instigate, and then they use your response to the instigation as justification for blowing things way out of proportion. Absolutely. Um, last night, again, specifically last night, the people were throwing a lot of water bottles, and um, someone realized it would be a lot more effective if instead of throwing the water bottles that, that they just doused people the the feds with water through the fence (laughs) and so there are all these officers walking around soaking wet and we heard an announcement from the federal protective services that um officers had been injured by uh projectiles and um so that was their excuse for injuring us um but yeah it's the it's the same old song and dance just the feds seem to be a little more well equipped um, and by that I mean like literally like their equipment is better but like tactically training wise I I have no idea I because this is all this is all based off of what I can expect from the Portland Police Bureau which you know seems not that great of an organization <laughs> and so <laughs> Um, right, they were yeah. helpful with the Proud Boys. They're not, not. being helpful now. <laughs> yeah, they're, well, and so their whole thing is that they like we're used to them escalating rather than de-escalating, and so that's what we're getting out of the feds. Uh, so, like, what should the standard be? 
I don't know, but uh, seems like that's not working. Um, because yeah. the, the whole reason why at least the Trump administration said that they were sending in the feds was to, uh, to quell uh, the protests. And if that's the stated objective, wow, that didn't work at all. <laughs> no. No, and you've been out there pretty much since like day, what, four or something like that? Yeah, I jumped in after uh, after the, the the first initial days because um, I, I still was clinging on to this notion that I was going to keep being a comedian. And uh, I realized <laughs> like, that's just, that's more ridiculous than it's ever been. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I was like, screw it, I gotta get out there. And I started as a protester. Um, and uh, it, I, I followed around a bunch of different groups and was trying to figure out like who to listen to, where I needed to be the most. And I eventually settled on, okay, the people who are regularly at the Justice Center, they're the ones who are regularly encountering the police and we're here to protest against the police. So I feel like that's where I should be. And a um, few weeks to a month in, the time the timeline is all messed up in my head. Um, but uh, at, it was it was by fourth of, by the fourth of July. I had a press pass because there had been specific independent journalists uh, who were being targeted, and uh, three of whom were arrested after a it was late June. There was a march and a protest outside of the North Precinct in uh, North Portland. And so when it seemed that the cops really did not give a shit about their obligation to allow journalists to work freely, that's when I decided I have the skills, uh, I should put myself in that position, uh, fill, fill those shoes and uh, do my best to tell the story from the side of the protesters because so much of the media narrative is from the side of the authorities. Absolutely. And you've been doing a, a, a fantastic job of it, honestly. I mean, Thank you. Yeah, the, there's a reason I, I was telling people follow you on Twitter. It is some of the most up-to-date information as far as what's going on as it's happening. I am... Um, it's uh, it's frustrating for my friends when they're with me because I literally don't listen to them ever. Um, I'm just yeah, constantly I, I know. tweeting and uh, recording. And what was that, Chris? And uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 either buried in my phone or I'm as close as I can be to where the mo- where I can get to the most action. Um, and a lot of times, and this is, this is actually a good problem to have, I will be sort of removed from what's occurring because there are so many other journalists now who are in my way. <laughs> and so it's just like, oh, you guys want to be the meat shield for me right now? That's cool. I can handle it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I, it's because I got shot on Wednesday night when um, there was hardly anyone left in the street. And so... Wow any chance I can get to uh, avoid that from now on, I'll take advantage of. <laughs> well, you mean Mayor Ted didn't take the shot for you? I don't understand. Yeah, he was there, but he wasn't there anymore at that point. Yeah, um, no, so 
I think it would be really funny though if he were so committed to proving that he stood with us. Like each every other night, he just has something new that's bad that happens to him. Like <laughs> gets gets filmed getting thrown into an unmarked van, has a, <laughs> has a uh, flashbang explode near his head. I, it blows me away. So I was driving up here on Thursday, so I was hearing on OPB all about. Like oh oh Ted Wheeler was there isn't that amazing it's like and it's like he experienced getting tear gassed and then he left it left at midnight and he said oh I think I, I think it was fine I feel positive about it like really because clearly the tactics that have been being used on everyone else are used on you like you still okay with it at that point like yeah right yeah. and if so then you weren't paying attention like what. <laughs> I am, um, yeah, I've, I've been having a try to uh, convey to people elsewhere in the country that we don't like him <laughs> because his stunt is working in the national media. Yeah, but um, here at home, you guys know better. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really know exactly what he's trying to accomplish unless he has some sort of broader political ambitions. I, I mean, a lot of people were speculating that he was gonna try and take uh, take a shot at the uh, the uh, being the governor when Kate Brown's terms up, but uh, still, like national media is not gonna help him with that. And but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't know what is going on in that man's head. Um, everything he does just it just makes it more confusing as to what his goals are. But Maybe yeah, that's the goal: confuse you until you're you're <laughs> just so backwards that you just wind up agreeing to what he wanted. I guess I gotta vote for Ted Wheeler again. Shit. I guess. Goddamn. But yeah, a lot of people see him and this is what he wanted to... He wanted to pose as this anti-Trump mayor who stands with his people against the federal occupation. And as we, we just talked about, um, all of the things that he claims to be horrified by the federal government doing are things that he has authorized his own police force to do. Yeah. So, and defended and stood by. Um, he seems to have no regret whatsoever that all of those tactics and more were used by Portland Police Bureau against his citizens. But when Trump yeah. does it, it's bad. <laughs> we don't want federal overreach in our city. We want to subjugate our citizens ourselves. Yeah, come on, keep it local. <laughs> <laughs> Local. Oh my god. Look, this is very much like uh, an older sibling move. You know? You can't pick on my my kid sister. Only I can pick on my kid sister. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is that it does have that kind of only uh, obviously of course more toxic and abusive, but like <laughs> it yeah. does have that dysfun yeah, it's it's dysfunctional. Uh, more like <laughs> nobody touches my girlfriend but me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you part of the the Portland Police Bureau? I'm, I didn't know. <laughs> Statistically, wow. does. Statistically. Statistically. Um, <clears throat> that, went, that went dark. <laughs> now, one of the things we do like to focus on here, uh, while, of course, we do want to hear anything you want to tell us about what's going on out there, we also like to check in uh, with the mental health check. <laughs> that is that is the response I expected. 
I mean, I don't know. The baseline is is I, I don't know where it is anymore because like on any given day I feel pretty great. Um, but <laughs> sometimes when I'm falling asleep, I hear flashbangs. Oh and boy. They aren't there. And uh, my therapist is asking me, he's like, so it's only when you're in the process of falling asleep, right? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> you're like, that's just when it's annoying. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's preventing me from sleeping. Other times it's just in the middle of the day and I'm wide awake and I hear nothing, but there's an explosion that feels like it's happening right next to my head. And he's like, okay, shit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty standard PTSD. Um, I, uh, it, my sleep schedule is really fucked up and towards the beginning that was really difficult for me to adjust to but now my body is used to like some nights we go to bed at a normal time other nights we go to bed the next day like and uh, it's a matter of for me it's a matter of taking breaks accordingly and right. adjusting um, I'm in better shape than I've been in in a very long time from all of the running from the cops so physically I'm doing pretty well aside from the injuries. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, uh, I, we, me and some other, other people were commiserating about how, like when the tear gas and the bullets and the flashbangs start flying, we feel this like weird sense of calm and serenity. And because it's, we rationalize it as being like, okay, they're, they're doing the thing now. This is what we expected. We don't have any anxiety anymore because it's happening. And someone else responded, um, uh, that's a trauma response. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's a, that's not a good thing like you guys are making it out to be. <laughs> you should. Like it's being very useful to you right now, but that's not great, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Long run. That's gonna be bad. Because um, yeah, you're supposed to feel like a sense of fight or flight in situations like that. And we're just like, nah, man, it's chill. <laughs> and it's, it's very much not chill. <laughs> just start passing a joint around real quick. People do. But uh, yeah, I'll go home and I'll watch my videos and I'll go over my pictures and like that's when it'll hit me a lot of times where I'll just realize like, oh, that was bad. Uh, that was yeah. quite frightening. And in the moment I knew it, but I was still just like, all right, just gotta, you know, not get hurt and make sure other people are okay. Make sure I get this shot. Oh, that's gonna be a really cool picture. Oh, this is gonna be a great video. And uh, then, you know, you got the adrenaline coursing through you, but once you get a chance to settle down, you start to feel everything oh, yeah. that you experienced. And um, I feel like I've been doing pretty well at managing that personally, um, based off of how I've maybe not handled situations like that so well in the past. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I'm handling everything pretty all right. What we do here, let's go. Good. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm handling PTSD okay. Like, yeah. what are you, it's, it's a low fucking bar. <sighs> <laughs> well, Chris, how are you doing? I mean, one of the things, and, and I've, I've reached out to Benjamin about this before, actually. Because um, I've been following his work on this since he started going out, you know? 
before you even got the press badge, you were still putting a lot of information out and, and recording everything you could. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had uh, a lot of like guilt for a while about not being on the front lines like you like you've been doing, you know, because mm-hmm. in my head, there's that. Well, if that that's the thing, you're supposed to go do the thing. If you were a good person, you would like change to happen. That's how it would happen. Go do the thing. But one, I don't even live in Portland. Like getting to and from the the logistics of everything is so complicated. And then two, if I am a person who can work from home and still has a job, doing things like that is stuff that takes away from this is a whole conversation I've had to have with my therapist is what's right. happening right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're all just basically re- re- reliving therapy for an audience <laughs> yeah it's fine look I warned people ahead of time if you see, uh, saw any of the advertisements for this today I warned you that it was going to be just as informative as it was funny that was, <laughs> we, are, we are holding true to half of that now <laughs> But yeah, and so she pointed out that she was like, okay, but what have you been doing with that money? And I was like, well, I mean, I did reach out to like six people that I care about enough and trust and was like, hey, so if you do get like busted and you need bail money, I have stuff set aside for that. And then I've been helping some people not, you know, fall behind on rent and shit Mm -hmm. like that. And she's like, yeah, those are all, that sounds like that's your role in this then. Your your role is not being on the front lines. You yeah. are there to support the people so that they can keep going and doing the thing. Yeah, what you're doing is providing mutual aid. It feels like being uh, a shitty dad. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Like, I'm not showing up to your practice, kiddo. Here's 20 bucks. Leave me the fuck alone. That's what it feels like. And that's where the shame comes in. But... <laughs> I mean, if it really were your children, then yeah, but... It's like... <laughs> But I mean, you, you don't otherwise have fatherly responsibilities towards the rest of us. So I, I think I think you're I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> how uh, how have you been doing, Charlie? Well, uh, I'm the ongoing uh, McMillan saga of mm-hmm. like how the like having a job so. You know, it's always like, questionable, but uh, this week I was just scheduled with four days off, and I was kind of like anxious about it. Like, oh man, like if I don't get enough work in, that I can't like, pay my bills and stuff like that. I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna take some time off because, like, if I've got these four days, like maybe what I need is to like go and do something else that other than just like be in the the city or be in the area just like just stuck in the middle of the same monotonous shit and you know yeah. like if you like walk in nature and if you're with your family and stuff like that that actually releases like good hormones apparently for your brain or something so like <laughs> we've just been like hanging out here especially today just hanging out on the deck and it's like sunny like, yeah no it looks fucking gorgeous where you're at right now we had to I see know, my yeah, grandparents yes. yesterday who I like I haven't seen since, since April and you know, you never know how long you're going to have with people. And 
know, it's always good to see them and see my little brother and sister and see my mom. And so it's like, I think it's really like kind of like stabilized my mood a little bit, you know? It feels nice to be yeah. around like the family house and do stuff, you know? I don't know. I feel good. I really well, like it's my vacation week. I'm doing fucking great. Yeah, I don't have anything to complain about this week. So. Ask me next week. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, and we will. <laughs> yeah. But so far, so good. You gotta, right on. Kind of got to take it one day at a time. I'm uh I'm gonna wind up having to go back into the into the office for a bit this next week because oh, we have boy. a new training class, and one of the things that like when I one of the things I love about the company I'm with right now is that like they have a personal development plan for you every year, and it's based off of like when I first started they were like cool what do you want to do, in the end like I know that you're on the phones right now but like, five ten years like if you were still in our company where do you want to end up. I was like, oh, I would like to be the trainer for my department so that people quit fucking up. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> I would like to train people better than you guys currently are because I do not <laughs> like what some of these people are turning out as after training. And then so now they're like, cool, well, we're having training classes start for these this week. Uh, would you like to come in and like assist the trainer with doing things. And I'm like, yes, I would like to come in and tell people what to do for three days. I will. I would much rather do that than my actual job. That is uh, what I said I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have mixed feelings because it means I have to go out into the world for those days. Uh, but I mean, for one, they're real good. I mean, it's a giant fucking building and they've got like maybe 40 people in the whole place. So. Mm. They've got the social distancing down and, and everyone has to wear the masks and they're they're pretty good about it. So I feel like it's as safe as it can be if you have to go out. It's still just going to be weird to see what, what my newfound agoraphobia does for this because I don't think that was there last time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the uh, going into places is still challenging for me. Um, I will avoid the grocery store as much as possible. Yeah, it's been um, like two weeks since I ran out of shit. And I still I, just <laughs> keep having things delivered. I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sort of around where I've been at. Cause like, I my the closest grocery store to me, I think is Fred Meyer. And then I guess Wingco and Safeway are other options, but like everyone I know who's been going to those grocery stores has told me like, yeah, other people are terrible and not wearing masks and not staying away from you. But I will say um, another grocery store that's near me, Hong Fat, um, has it down pretty well. And uh, people there are pretty respectful. And uh, it makes sense to me because Vietnam took care of uh, the virus pretty quickly and readily. So a Vietnamese grocery store, probably going to be a safe place to go. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just at McMinimins, it's kind of the same. Well, it's the, the customer base is maybe not the most conscientious group of people. And yeah, uh, yeah the, like we have signs on the door, like it's required, wear a mask before you come in. And they'll walk in, 
no mask, just walk up the stairs. Like, oh, can we just sit anywhere? We're just like, uh, you have to put a mask on, please. Like, oh, okay, can we just sit anywhere? Like, no, we have to seat you. We have to make sure you're not clo- too close to other tables. Like, we'll be right with you. Like, oh, but I just want to sit here. It's like, well, you can't sit there. Like, I don't, like, and then, like, while they're eating and drinking, they can take off the mask. That's, you know, as per the, the ordinances or whatever. And then, uh, but they'll just get up and just walk around like, oh, so where's the bathroom? Like, you need to put a mask on, sir, if you're not at your table. Oh, but I just need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, yeah. And you're going to go cough all over the bathroom and we're all going to die. Like, <laughs> right. sit down. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty basic rules to follow if you've been paying even the slightest attention to anything at all. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I have to wonder what what is a result of ignorance versus just defiance masked as, oh, I didn't know. Because um, it's easy to play down. Yeah. It's, it blows my mind. So I follow, kind of just to see the what's going on, but I follow this Facebook page called McMinimins Fun with two N's and I don't know why. But it's it's just people who love McMinimins, just McMinimins super fans. And they're just like so uh one guy just he posted on his on the on the page is like so uh what's the uh what are the rules vis a vis the China virus? And just like get out. That just oh, don't come wow. in. That's the rule. Like get out get of here. Out. Yeah that's oh and, like well, who would I be if I didn't get my passport on the first day of passport stamping? Jesus. Like, you would be a normal person staying at home, <laughs> keeping us safe. <laughs> so two things that I'm, I'm learning from this, um, or two thoughts rather. One, I have to follow that page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> two, shouldn't we be calling it the Florida virus by now? Seriously. Come on. I feel like you get to say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, everyone, so. you have my permission. Thank you. You may call it the Florida virus. <laughs> the Florida virus now. <laughs> Florida flu. That's... Florida flu. Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> oh, it was right there. Hashtag Florida flu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, FLFLU. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I... Yeah, I just, I, I, the the amount of people, and that's kind of what I've been seeing is like the amount of people who just don't pay attention, clearly. Otherwise, like, they'd all be freaking out. And I know a lot of people freaking are freaking out. Like a lot of my friends are like paying attention to this and stuff. But people are just like, what do you, what, what do you mean? Like, just what? Like you just this, this everything. Just, have, you, have you missed it? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> I would yeah. like to go. Please. I wonder. I wonder too, like if people hear like things are opening back up and they just don't pay attention to anything that follows that news. Exactly. That I mean, what we've kind of been realizing is as this goes on, people are just less and less scared. They're just like, well, whatever. Mm. If it's gonna get me, it's gonna get me. And it's just like, ah, what a ridiculous way to look at this. I mean, we we can clearly look at other countries that have done it. Maybe not right, but more correctly than we have and they're yeah. fine you know new zealand is now going back to schools it's like guess what you could have done that too safely and of course now we're like well we're doing it anyway <laughs> like, that's not the way we should look at this right we just I'm have like, to learn how to live with it we're like okay so what you're saying is we just have to learn with lots of people dying needlessly 
And look, this is probably the most selfish way to be looking at all of this, but I'm mostly pissed off that this is going to ruin Halloween for me. I, yeah. I, like. <laughs> we could have we could have stopped that. We could have saved Halloween, but now it's It was going it's to be like the best Halloween. It was going to be a great way to celebrate making it through all of this and then coming out the other end, uh, a better and healthier community. And instead, uh, we have a dumpster fire. And that's, <laughs> that's like a celebration in its own way. <laughs> Like how many how many people are gonna dress up as Dr. Fauci for Halloween this year, and like throw masks at people to try and scare them? Like, ha! I'm gonna take away your rights. I um, I had wondered early on how many sex toys had been named after Dr. Fauci. Oh man, President Fauci. But um, yeah, I feel like the Halloween costume that's definitely gonna be in. I mean, what, I mean, what, I mean, there's gonna be like maybe like dressing up as the virus. Be- <laughs> no, instead of throwing masks, now it's gonna be Dr. Fauci throwing a baseball poorly. <laughs> he just didn't want anybody to catch anything. That's just- <laughs> yeah, points. That was solid. It's gonna go around just talking about the droplets. <laughs> Droplet. The droplets. Droplets. You become aerosolized. Which we're trying to stop with the droplets. <laughs> That's him after That's screaming at Donald Trump for 10 hours. He just has no voice left. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that picture. Just like, uh. <laughs> I also love that his response to this so far has been cool. I'm just not talk to that motherfucker unless <laughs> something makes me and I'm just going to go talk to every other human being on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Trump. I can't come to your meeting. I'm already in a meeting. Uh-huh. With who? It doesn't fucking matter. It's not you. <laughs> uh, uh, and now the president, of course, the, the return of the president's number one show, Coronavirus Briefing. He's like, we've had oh the best God. ratings. We're going to come back. Season two, even better. I mean, look, how's he going to top Chopper Talk, though? I mean... Uh, Chopper Talk. What a great bit. <laughs> without the whirring of a helicopter in the background how is he supposed to you know uh cover up the fact that he yells constantly no matter what (laughs) (laughs) i think that's why he does it with the chapters because then it makes sense for him to be yelling but then they do that because he was going to do it anyway because he doesn't understand how microphones work. Kind of like <laughs> everybody else's grandpa's. Hey, hey, get, I I can't hear you because you have to put it to your head, grandpa. No, I can't. You don't have to yell. Can you just can you put it to It's fuck, click. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's got the, uh, the, mic, uh, the, the mic aptitude of a shitty open mic comedian. <laughs> Look, I don't know why you have to personally attack me. I invited you onto my show. <laughs> We've gone too long without without any beef happening, so yeah. we had to we had to beef it up. Look, do you think uh, uh, I will stop being confused for Benjamin T- or for fuck for Gene <laughs> DeWeber now? Um, who was it who confused you for me though? Didn't that happen recently? 
Uh, so that was Nawal Masari, and she wasn't confusing looks. She confused a moment that happened at your open mic. But okay. I was the one who was hosting the, at that time, so I had brought her up, not you. And so okay. she thought that you had fucked it up, but it was not you. It Wait, was what, me. What did you fuck up? Her name. Oh, I oh. fucked up her. I fucked up her name at the roast battle. Oh no, because she was she was talking about at the open mic though. Like when she was talking okay. about it online, I was like, no, that was that wasn't Ben. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, because because I I I I'd said her name like I'd hosted the mic and she'd been to it a bunch of times and she never corrected me. And then at the roast battle, she corrected me and she's like, no, it's because it, I said no all I think, and she's like, no, it's it's no all. And I said to her, oh, that makes sense because you would not want for there to be a wall. And <laughs> uh, and she laughed and she's, she's like, yep, that's fine. She's a nice person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't deserve any of this is basically no. what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not always the best guys, uh, but we are trying to be better than we were yesterday. And that's <laughs> progress is important. That's, that's most of what I'm learning in therapy. You know how happy I am to not have to worry about a roast battle? Oh, man. I feel like you're iffy about it, honestly. Like, I feel like you would much rather be dealing with the headache of a roast battle right now than a federal fucking Gestapo. <laughs> well, Chris, when you put it like that... <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to take what I can get, and one of those is not having to worry about booking a roast battle. Yeah. Uh, with the only people showing any interest are people who I have absolutely no faith in whatsoever. <laughs> so. <laughs> now it's like hey. you're hosting a roast battle every night with federal troops. <laughs> yeah, people have been heckling them pretty well. It's been uh, it's been enjoyable to hear. Have you been instructing them as to how to do it better? <laughs> Put those comedy skills to use, Ben. No, so as as a journalist, I kind of I can't really engage with that. But I will say, back before I was a journalist, uh, I would yell things at Portland Police Bureau, like like because people would chant like "Quit your job" and yeah. uh, "Get a real job." And so I would say things like, "You could be a garbage man instead of being garbage, man." Mm -hmm. <laughs> And um, another one that I yelled was, I heard TriMet's hiring. <laughs> I like that one. And oh man, no, uh, what's uh, what's your new thing? Um, you were you were posting about it. Was it, uh, you're gonna start calling them all son? Son, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you? So I meant for that to apply mostly to the Portland Police Bureau. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of calling a federal officer son. It, while very funny in theory, I, terrifying in person. <laughs> not, I, I'm just happy if they are telling me to do something rather than physically forcing me to do something. So in that moment, I'm just gonna take the nonviolence that I can get. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I but. But when, when, when I have to deal with Portland Police Bureau again, I am for sure going to call each and every one of them son just to see <laughs> what happens. Because that's the, that's the other thing that the feds have done 
It's, it's like, yeah, they're not that different from Portland police, but they are they are scarier because they're a little less predictable. And, yeah. Uh, and held to less account because we don't know who the fuck they are. Exactly. So so now the other the the other unintended consequence of their takeover is that when we see Portland Police Bureau show up, we're just like, oh, chumps. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do that's different? (laughs) Right? You were hitting like a bitch before your big brother got here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But uh, since the feds have arrived, uh, our our local police are a lot... um, they, they are more prone to talking shit um, because when all of this started, people would, you know, scream things at them all the time and they would just not respond. But now they'll drive around and they'll fucking, like, they'll taunt you from their police cruisers. And if you see them in, in person, if you say something to them, they'll talk back. And it's never anything particularly witty or interesting but it's just like, oh, wow, you are an officer of the law and you are talking like a teenager. That is, you've got a gun. That's, yeah. that's not good. It's the reason they weren't talking before was so that you didn't know that they had the brain of a 12-year-old. <laughs> right, and now that um, Daddy Trump's paramilitary police have swooped in, they feel a lot more confident. Um, so one can only imagine how quiet they would be if they were not in their uniform or did not have their weapons. Seriously. But yeah, one drove by us the other night. My friends were forming a bike blockade um, to prevent vehicles from getting too close to protesters. And I was there to make sure that that worked and nothing happened. And if something happened, I was there to document it. Mm-hmm. And at one point, three police cruisers rolled past very slowly. Two were marked, one was unmarked. And the one of the officers in the back, because there were like four of them riding in the car, it was weird. Um, which I, I, I don't know how they drew straws to figure out who sat in the back, but the, <laughs> those were the ones who were talking the most shits. The one yelled, uh, hey, is this road is this road open or is this road closed? And we didn't say anything for a while. And he's like, no, seriously, is this road closed? And I just said, it's closed. And what I wanted to say, but didn't, was actually all of downtown is closed and we're going to need you to go west of 405 because uh, <laughs> that's what they do to us every night. Yeah. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say was, uh, no, Lake, Lake Oswego is that way. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I stayed quiet and then they also sarcastically said you know you guys are doing a real good job everyone's everyone's really proud of you and then he followed that up with you know they're laughing at you and not us right and I was just like well that was so much projection that is just so sad that <laughs> he would feel the need to say that out loud at all. It's like he's really trying to convince himself. They're not laughing at us. They're laughing at you guys. Yes, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, while he was saying this, another one, the other one next to him had his gun pulled out and was pointed at us. And so first of all, he's in the backseat of a police cruiser. Second of all, he's got his gun pulled out, like going across his partner. And yeah, because I saw this picture. You you posted this on Facebook. Yeah, there's a, I, I, I grabbed the end part of the interaction on video 
And I did not realize he was holding a gun until the guy standing next to me pointed it out. So are you locked and loaded? What the fuck? And I went back and watched the video and I was sure enough, holy shit, they're pointing a gun out the window in a very unsafe manner. But, you know, that's sort of how they roll <laughs> is uh, not safe. That's not how we roll in the Shire, okay? It's just not. <laughs> yeah, I just, I never. I mean, I, I'm up in I'm up in uh, like near Seattle, and I'm, so getting here, I got I got here Thursday, and uh, we watched the news last night, and of course, like there's protests up here, and lots of people like in solidarity with Portland protests and stuff, and all this news channel could would show was like. any destruction they're like oh look at all this graffiti and there's garbage everywhere like yeah and it's like so like (laughs) (laughs) systemic racism everywhere what do you want and yeah and then like so they said but then um they they like the city council voted to uh stop seattle police from using certain measures I'm, i'm not sure exactly what they were but the whole report was like now this now the police don't have these options in their toolbox to suppress the poli- suppress protesters. I'm like, okay, they still get to wear like armor and have clubs and shields, right? Like it's not just like they're going out there unarmed like everyone else, you know. Hey, my still- question is: there anything that would be stopping people from? Because I mean, it doesn't sound like there's anything technically illegal about having your own armor and shields if you can find ways to make it. Um. People, plenty of people have their own stuff and not enough people do, but plenty do. And what's funny is if you are arrested with that stuff, they'll take pictures of it and then they'll try and use that as evidence that you were there with the intention of violence. Um, a a so, shield is intent for violence? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's sort of like the, um, well, what were you wearing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, type type of victim blaming oh, boy. that yes. protesters receive, and Ken Cuccinelli um, from the Department of Homeland Security tweeted out a picture of a shield and some gas masks, and basically said that well, this is evidence of violent intent, and it's just like this is evidence that you are hurting people. Yeah, this is this is evidence that we would like to stop being pelted with shit and would like to be able to breathe while we stand in protest. The other thing that's really bizarre to me that I've noticed is that they will deliberately fire at people with shields, which seems I'm not now I'm not hoping that they fire at people without shields. They do, but I'm not suggesting that they should. Right. But I mean, for me it seems counter intuitive and counterproductive to take aim at the people who are the best prepared to handle it. Like, I don't know what they're trying, I don't know what the psychology is there. I don't know what the strategy is there. Well, um, so what it's seeming like based off of what I've been able to see, right? Cause um, I, you're not the only person I, I follow who, who does this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There was another guy who posted his shield at the end of, I think two nights ago. Yeah. And he was, and I think it's their their idea is if they can break all of the shields, then there's nothing left. Right. Okay. To stand yeah. between you and them. And then Meanwhile, we just we just keep making more shields. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that's but that makes sense though. That explains the psychology because their whole their overall plan is to try to beat us into submission. 
Yeah. And I mean, that's all they know is force, 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 force. Which and, is the uh, whole problem. Exactly. <laughs> With the conversations about, buddy, you're so close. That's uh, so another another journalist took a, a picture of a of a poster that someone had that they had just leaned up against a wall that said, uh, "You're kind of proving our point for us." Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I don't get. It's like all this effort expended and all this, you know, kind of like these bandit. And this is like, look, it's I mean, it's not necessarily an easy problem to solve, but if you would just address what we want you to address. Then this might, you know, eventually stop. We can see some progress. Yeah, we. That would be something. But instead of having that conversation, um, you know, Charlie, you're talking about the news uh, and how corporate media is bending over backwards to emphasize property destruction. Oh my god! And yeah. We have it as Americans. We have it so deeply ingrained in us that property is this massively important things that needs to be protected at all costs and it's it's almost as deeply ingrained in us as racism because those two things are so intrinsically connected throughout american history you look at the the root of anti-black racism in the united states is that black people were brought here as property and so that link has never fully been detached right. uh, or that chain if you will if you'll pardon me you're not roger stone and i'm not a president so <clears throat> oh <laughs> points <sighs> thank you now another thing i do want to talk about just because i i have you here and you probably know more about it than anybody else i'd know um please talk about riot ribs and one, the struggles they're going through, and two, maybe where we might be able to help. Yeah, so Riot Rips is this amazing uh, form of mutual aid. That's what we were talking about earlier, mutual aid, where it started a 4th of July weekend with the snack van, uh, which is another source of wonderful mutual aid, uh, getting together with some cooks who had some grills and they just started grilling up barbecue, um, ribs, burgers, hot dogs. And they started taking in volunteers, uh, a lot of whom were houseless. And it just kept going with the intention of feeding both protesters and houseless people 24 seven. And so when that message got boosted, people responded in a big way by donating food, money, uh, hand sanitizer, yeah, uh, more grills, more kitchen supplies, condiments, and it just kept growing to the point where they had a clothing donation station, they had medical supplies, um, they even had, before they got raided the first time, they had set up a computer with um, with uh, job finding services to where they could help people set up their resume, look for jobs, and then also get clothed and have somewhere to sleep in the meantime, and also obviously eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
there was, I don't, again, I'm iffy on the timeline at this point, but there was one particular night uh, where they'd been served papers from the Portland Parks Bureau and they were told, they were trying, they were questioning whether or not they should get a permit because if they didn't get a permit, then they could just get evicted at any point. But if they did get a permit, then the city could keep hassling them to, you know, pay more and more money for all these other things. Mm. That, that became a moot point when a few nights later, the Portland Police Bureau had declared a riot downtown. And then early in the morning, like 5 a.m. or so, they came into the park and announced that everyone who was camping out at the parks had 10 minutes to pack up all their stuff and leave. And uh, they basically swept the park and arrested anyone who had stayed after those 10 minutes, which included three people from Riot Ribs. They had a bunch of their stuff taken in and they ended up getting a decent chunk of it back. Um, But then a few nights later, um, after they'd gotten that stuff back, they had to rent a U-Haul because there was so much stuff that they had that they needed to keep to give back to the people who it belonged to. Um, that U-Haul was following police orders during another quote-unquote riot, and it was going in the direction that the police wanted it to go, but it still had its tires slashed by the police, and three more people from Riot Ribs were arrested. So the most recent problem, because every every time that they that they see any kind of misfortune, any time that they are targeted by the police, they rise back up like a phoenix in the ashes because people are so, so in love with them and willing to help them continue with anything that they need. And so, you know, they'll set up wherever they can find a place to set up. They'll do, they'll throw grills in different parts of downtown. They'll have like riot ribs, like a satellite location basically. Yeah. And um, they're all over the place. And uh, the worst thing that happened was a few nights ago, the feds went after they cleared everyone out of the park, they maced all of the grills on the inside. Oh, wow. And they destroyed the food, they destroyed the snacks, they destroyed some of the clothing. And then the absolute worst thing they did was they took a grill that was still lit and they they tossed it over so that everything would catch on fire. And once the feds had gone back inside, a bunch of people came back into the park to put out the fire, to try and clean off what they could and to clean up all the trash. And one of my uh, one of my friends who was there that night said that they managed to recover a rack of ribs that was cooking and they kept cooking it and they had tear gas ribs wow. uh, to eat the next morning. So Riot Ribs is so beloved and is so well supported that they actually have $300,000 in the bank right now. And they have asked that people stop donating to them so that they can figure out what to do with this massive pile of money that they're sitting on, which is probably the absolute best problem that you could possibly have. That is, yeah. I believe what they're trying to do is get a food truck so they can be as mobile as possible. Absolutely. And what their their goal is, is to expand and continue feeding people 24-7, continue clothing yeah. people, to continue doing all of the things that they're doing. They just, uh, but they, they just, they're, they're going to need more people and more space to be able to do that. Well, okay, then we're, we're not going to be uh, putting a link <laughs> in the description. 
for where you can donate then. Because I, I did I not know this last part. I couldn't <laughs> believe it when I saw it. I was just like, really? You're asking people to not give you money? And they're like, yeah, stop it. It's too much. Like, <laughs> um, so I guess uh, you could follow them on Twitter at Riot Ribs, and they regularly post what they need. So sometimes they do need things really quickly, like, like coolers and tables. Um, I think our friend James Barella yesterday brought a bunch of food to them. Nice. Uh, that he prepped a bunch of vegetables and then he brought like 20 pounds of chicken for them to cook up that he'd already uh, prepared and then seasoned and marinated. Um, so yeah, there's uh, there's all different ways that you can help Riot Rips, but the, the easiest one, of course, donating money is the one that they would like for people to stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do follow them on Twitter at Riot Rips. That's okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, I'm glad that, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hate to call it this, but that's the closest thing to good news I've heard in a long time. Right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not, but it's as close as we're getting for a minute and I'll, I'll take it. I, uh, I was in line with a friend of mine for some ribs last night and you may have seen me post on Facebook. If they gas us before I get my goddamn ribs, I swear <laughs> to God. And then they fucking did. Oh, And we were second in line when the Riot Ribs crew had to go from serving mode to protection mode. Uh, They had to cover up all of the food. They had to make sure people who were coming back had their eyes treated and they had to make sure all their people were accounted for. And so that's when I turned to my friend, friend and said, we should probably go and document what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> I guess <laughs> I should go and do my job <laughs> but I'm standing there in line for food with a gas mask on my face and we're talking about the logistics of it like okay so say we get our food we're gonna have to go west immediately right like, we're gonna have to go away from the tear gas because otherwise there's no feasible way to eat this food without getting tear gas right I think we need to like move to like the feedback system. We just have like a bag and you stuff whatever food you want in there and just blah, 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 blah. And it'll protect it. It'll keep yeah. it fresh. I mean, but yeah. good enough for a horse. Good enough for me. Shortly after that, I uh, had a canister explode inches from my feet. And it actually wasn't a CS canister. It was an OC canister. Uh, which is a different kind of poison powder uh, that is more akin to what you would experience while being maced or pepper spray. Uh, So my understanding is CS and OC are both different kinds of powder. They both contain capsicum, which burns, but um, CS is a little more toxic than OC. And CS also will continue to emit the gas while after after it has been detonated, whereas the OC just explodes once and sends powder everywhere. Right. And so those were a new thing. I had not seen those before. I'm gonna say, but, does that mean that they're trying to be better? I mean, anytime we see new stuff, it feels like they're running out of shit. But mm. I, they still have, they're still throwing stuff at us, so who knows? Yeah. Just means they're reaching back into the stockpile. 
Well, even a lot of, yeah, even a lot of the CS that's been recovered um, has has been expired for some time. Right. And when that stuff expires, it does not get weaker. It, it gets more toxic. That makes sense. Man, where yes. are we with this Geneva Convention argument yet? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Well, who's going to prosecute long? the United States for anything? I mean... It's like, oh, I mean, Iran. China! What's Canada doing? <laughs> Come on, China. Because Iran already said that, like, they want to prosecute Donald Trump for war crimes, but, um, like, they can't do anything while he's still in office. So, like, as soon as he Which steps down. Which is such down, a dumb fucking, why is that a thing? <laughs> is it because he was democratically elected? <laughs> questionable but yeah uh, well right exactly yeah i i really don't know i have no idea we have to wait we have to wait until all of the war crimes are done before we can do something about <laughs> yeah. it yeah we need to we need to write everything down and then we'll get back to you we'll take some notes <laughs> well and so that does tend to be the problem with things especially in the U.S. as far as how any illegal activity is taken care of. It has to happen, and then we can do something about it. Stopping right. something in the middle of a thing is is jumping the gun. Right. Pardon like, the expression. When they stole my car, they said, well, we'll probably find it in a couple days. Like, well, I'd like you to find it now. Like, please. Like, or like, I had a girlfriend whose ID was stolen, and like they were like, "Yeah, so just wait at the bank. We'll have somebody show up here in, in the next fifteen minutes." And then two hours later, nothing. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's uh, someone else that said, like, "Well, if you abolish the police, who's going to show up after the fact, write a report, and then do nothing about it?" <laughs> yeah, like, and yeah, like the the new Trump commercial where like you, someone's calling 911 they get the voicemail it's like if you if you have a robbery please press 1 if you're being murdered and it's just like how is it that's any what it's like from now. What getting now yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I mean I've literally called 911 and not been connected with a person right shit's already not working like at least this way and that's not even what it would be like so the whole thing's fucked because what it would be is cool press three for this department to be funneled through to this or funneled through to this and then you would get somebody for that particular issue on the right. line yeah we have different people trained to handle different things instead of one person barely trained to handle anything and they're not even trained to do the things that they're trying to do right now the thing that they should potentially be good at I just I feel like in my time uh, working at, at, with guest services at a sports stadium, I I had more de-escalation training than your average police officer. And yeah. I know this because I would have to talk to them. <laughs> and, they, and they're just not good at it. They don't know what they're doing in those situations. And they have guns. Yep. And that's the problem. You're a warrior. Only a killer can kill a killer. What? I'm like, I, I know the boulders exist. I know that <laughs> uh, horses, moose, 
Those are those. I mean, I guess at that point they become a killer, but I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> you lost me at horses. Yeah. And I know I look like someone who would not get lost with horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, guys. I, I think the U.S. is fucked right now, and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> They're having a lot In of In case anyone's just, just joining the stream and, and wanted to hear what's been going on, that's that's <laughs> my sum up of the, the last country, hour kind of. and a half. Oh, do you guys want to see what I got shot with? Oh, please. Yes. Yeah, so this is a foam bullet. Yes, it is. Jesus. And I got hit with three of these, at least. Um, I have a trail of bruise marks along my waist. So one is tantalizingly close to my crotch. Another one is between my hip and my thigh. And then there's another one, yeah, right above my ass on my lower back. And fortunately, I saw the pig fucker take aim. And I had enough time to turn to my left and as I was doing that that's when I got hit and uh, I managed to get the experience on video so there's a moment where <laughs> you hear me go whoa and then I quickly turn to my left and just yell fuck yep. and then just keep walking yelling fuck and uh, I yeah, so I I, I, uh, I I managed to collect this, and I was like, that looks like the thing. That that looks like how it felt. Fucking Tiffany McGuire too, uh, has a video of. of her. Oh yeah, she got hit in the hand with a yeah. and um, I I don't. It didn't break her hand, but it no, fortunately, it's not broken. It she did up. get it checked out. Yeah, it fucked up some some tendons, I think. And then she also got shot in the ass with something similar to what I got shot with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that video was tough to watch. Um, or even like the night that I got hit, my own, my own, my own shooting was, <laughs> my own shooting of my shooting was uh, not the most difficult video for me to watch. The, to, the most difficult one for me to go back and watch again was of that lady getting arrested. Um, she was just on the verge, like she had gotten out of the fence, but then they, they managed to grab her just as she made Oh, out. I've seen, is this the picture I've been seeing? Yes, where yes. She's so, reaching out, yeah. yeah well, I've not so seen the video about it, I've just seen the picture. There's a video of it on my Facebook page, and I think I have it marked with another arrest. This one's particularly sad because she almost made it. And her screams um, are like, that's, they're, they're sticking with me. Um, yeah. Because it's, I mean, a lot of times people get grabbed and they just give up and they're like, all right, whatever. And like, whatever, come whatever may, I'll get thrown in jail for a little bit. But like, this woman was so close to making it, didn't make it, and then resisted. Um, she she's tried so hard to rip away from their clutches, and she's screaming the entire time. And it's like, yeah, it's it's one thing to say like, oh, just relax, don't don't resist. You're just gonna make it worse for yourself. But like, this is a woman 
uh, being grabbed by a bunch of heavily armed men being dragged into a, a dark building where we still don't entirely know exactly what happens once you're in there. And we already also know that a woman had been sexually assaulted in that very building by those officers. So, it, I mean, that's got to be one of the most, that's one of the scariest things I've ever seen was, was that yeah. scene. And going back and watching it, um, that's another example of what I was talking about earlier, where in the moment I was just like, oh, another arrest. And then I went back and really examined it. And I was just like, that was fucking terrible. That's one of the most awful things I've ever seen. But then I got shot and it was comic relief. (laughs) Cause then I was screaming. I was like, I'm press, I'm press. I'm clearly marked as press. And it's like, Ben, what do you want? You want to speak to the manager of the Gestapo? Like, what are you gonna get? <laughs> You're wearing the wrong haircut for this request, for one. <laughs> I can't see it under my helmet. <laughs> well, our friend Jeff, he posted on his Facebook about a, he picked up a 40 millimeter round like that with the, the green phone tip. Yeah. It's a little bit longer than yours, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is what they're hitting people with. This is what that that journalist was shot with, the point blank, you know. And that's like I I I got it. I got I got lucky, and I've continued to get lucky with the amount of time that I've been there, uh, how close I've been to everything, and how very little I've gotten hurt uh, compared to others who've been in this in similar situations for a similar length of time. I have two friends who were uh, thrown to the ground by Portland Police Bureau and then shot point blank 10 times each with pepper balls. And like, those are not as bad when they fire them at you from a distance, but point blank. But point blank anything is. Yeah, and it's coming out the same force of the bullet. And second of all, it's a pepper ball. So when it bursts, it um, covers you in, in CS powder. Uh, so in addition to the initial impact wound, you now have uh, a toxin going into your wound. And in real hot metal shards, too. So uh, wow. those things, yeah. And, and um, my friends who dealt with that could not walk for a few days afterwards. Uh, once they got home, um, their entire regimen throughout their day was just basically not moving and trying to heal because they couldn't sit, they couldn't lay down. Um, it was really bad. And uh, I I know a few people who've been arrested. And of course, if you're arrested, it's never, uh, you're not, it's, it's never a clean and peaceful, easy process. It usually involves getting thrown on the ground and a lot of scrapes and bruising and having a knee in your back. Um, I actually videotaped one of my friend's arrests and I did not publish it publicly because he might need to use that in court. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's, oh. But that was the night where we coined the phrase, well, at least he was only arrested by the police. <laughs> sure. <laughs> At least we know what's going to happen there. We can call the National Lawyers Guild. They'll be able to track what's going on. Yeah. Is, yeah. As soon as you get in the unmarked mom van of the, you know, Daddy Trump troops. Yeah, they couldn't have chosen a less intimidating van. It's a... Uh, <laughs> 
it's like the worst band. yeah the worst thing that that band's gonna do is like flip you off and throw some orange slices at you <laughs> i think my mom drives that van and it's, like, <laughs> it's a nice van i see yeah. what i did a comfy ride <laughs> sure Look, the important they're, part they're was renting the these holders, vans okay? from like Enterprise, right? Yeah, it's uh, some people traced the license plates back to being owned by Enterprise. But I don't know if Enterprise has issued an official statement saying, like, yes, we are renting our vans to the uh, paramilitary force that is occupying our city. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of chocolate cities around. We've got Newark, we've got Gary. Somebody told me we got LA. Are you uh are you back at it tonight? I'm I, that's the plan. I'm kind of 50-50 right now because like on the one hand, um tonight's probably gonna be pretty big. And I'm like moderately well rested but on the other hand this whole like night on night off night on night off thing has been like really good for me um we'll see uh it's really gonna depend on how i feel in the next hour or so um if i do go out my plan is to head to alberta park because there's three different events this evening there's one at alberta park one at peninsula park and then the usual downtown justice center courthouse protests yeah well whether you go out tonight or a different night i do want you to stay as safe as you can i know you're doing what you can yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) i have um a kevlar helmet that i wear at all times and i also have um it's a kevlar plate in my backpack which is great if um i need to use my backpack as a shield or if they fire at me from behind yeah Uh, but for the most part it just really hurts my back (laughs) it's quite heavy right and i also of course have my gas mask um which twitter has decided for me based off a poll that my gas mask name is now officially Antonio Margariti. <laughs> okay. It was either going to be that Dominic DeCoco or uh, Gorlami, and Antonio Margariti won out. Love it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to explain the joke. It is an Inglorious Bastards reference. Ah, okay. Thank you. So when the bastards were pretending to be in the Italian film industry, despite the fact that none of them could speak any Italian. Bongerno. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Margarete. <laughs> oh, well, it sounds like one way or the other, letting you go and get some rest is going to be good for you here yeah i think, I think we've uh, taken up enough of your your potential day of rest here <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys as much fun as this is not very tiring oh okay <laughs> not, not very mentally or physically taxing at all but i i appreciate you well we can glad we can be restful at least <laughs> yeah we, we try to make this a good time as much as we can <laughs> It was more fun than what I would have been doing. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> More fun than a cut ball in the face. <laughs> you can quote me on that. <laughs> yep, that's going in the blurb. More fun than a pepper ball to the face. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, thank you for going out and doing what you're doing because it is it is good to hear from you specifically. It is good to hear what is going on from a person I know, and uh, so you know. Keep well, it up, my guy. Yeah, thank you for the support and for uh, the platform boost. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, guys, I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. I need to figure out food. Uh, God damn, I just... I wish we had a way to help out Riot Ribs, but they don't need our money, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I... The best thing that you could do to help them out with that is to, to eat their food. That's true. Might, that might yeah. happen too. <laughs> it's 24 7. You can show up any time of day and they will have food for you. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Once again, shout out to Riot Ribs. Follow them on Twitter at Riot Ribs. Follow uh, Benjamin Tier. Bitter uh, uh, Tier. Yes, thank you. At Bitter Tier. B I E R. Again, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. (laughs) We already made a top tier joke. I know, I know. I was just trying to reiterate so they would understand. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I love the both of you. Stay safe. I love you, too. It's good seeing you guys again. See you, man. Come back, please. Be safe. For sure. Baby, come back. Any kind of fool would sleep. I still don't know the words to that song. All right, bye. bye. Very special thanks to our guest, Ben Tier, for coming back to the show. We hope you stay safe out there. We hope you all stay safe out there. Remember to follow us on Twitter, and you can watch us live every Saturday around 5 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Chris Comedian. We love you. Have a good one. i